Welcome to the Elliot Confidential Podcast. I'm Christopher Elliot, and I'm here with my boys, Aaron and Aiden Elliot. How are you guys doing? We're doing incredible. Doing great. How yeah. about you? Uh, pretty good. I've had a pretty good week here. Yeah. Yeah. We are still in Christchurch, New Zealand, and I'm really excited about this week because this is the food tour week. Lots of food. Lots and lots of food. Too yeah. much food. Oh, I am oh stuffed. My God. Yeah. I'm a. Uh, uh, Eight, eight months in. Oh, well, you know what? I think that a picture is worth a thousand words. So if you are watching this or you're listening to this on our, uh, you know, on the site, you can see images of us eating. Yep. Exciting. Yeah. This is something that we do every time we go to a destination is that eventually we go and do the restaurant tour. And uh, this time we, we really, uh, we carefully selected each of these restaurants. And Aaron... Yes. You have a list of all of the restaurants pulled up, so I'm kind of cheating because uh, I don't remember all the places that we went to because there's so many of them. Yes. So, firstly, we have the Riverside Market, which has a variety of restaurants, and we've already discussed the Riverside Market uh, in detail before. But most notably, they have a really great Indonesian place. They have a Momo place, which is both Himalayan and Nepali. And then they also have an Indian food place that recently closed down. What a shame. But they have another place that's right nearby on Tuam Street. Yeah, we, then, uh, we, we should bring in the expert here because the, the true expert who's eaten at this uh, marketplace the most. I was <laughs> no, I didn't, uh, no. just before this podcast, I ate the momos. Yes. At that, at that uh, Nepali, Malaysian, whatever. I was just eating the momos at that Nepali slash Himalayan place. And I have to say... Um, what's the word that Nestle invented that, that really, that means delicious? Uh, I think it goes along the lines of scrumptious. Scrum diddly umptious. No, that's something else. <laughs> what is that? Yeah. What is that? We should set the scene though, because, uh, we've been in uh, Australia for three months and now in New Zealand for almost an entire month. And they do have a food scene here. That's unlike anything in, that we've experienced in this region. It is actually really, really good like consistently good food here. Mm-hmm. So how is this different than the food that maybe we had when we were in Australia? It's better. Okay, but better how? Maybe Aaron has some insights into More this. More delicious. Well, there's certain uh, culinary sins that Australia has committed as an entire nation. Sugar. <laughs> Lots so, of sugar. Okay. The first example of this is putting far too much sugar into their food which is a great culinary sin. So you can get something that is otherwise savory in the United States and in the rest of the world, and it will be slightly sweet in Australia. So here they don't have that. Here they have actually decent, good tasting food that has not- Salt. um, That has not been- They do use salt, yes. Yeah, they use plenty of salt, but you know, it has not been, um, what's the word? Has not been sullied by the Australian taste buds. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's different. It's definitely different. Uh, so when you go to a place like Christchurch, you immediately are drawn to this marketplace. It's called the Riverside because it's very it's right in the center of town and it's a fairly modern looking building. I think it's a post-earthquake building. Mm-hmm. And so there you are, you walk in and the first thing that you see when you walk in is this Indonesian restaurant. And Indonesian food, Aiden, you want to kind of describe what this Indonesian food is like? Oh, Indonesian food, it's similar to... Uh, Indian food in the way where you can just keep eating and eating okay, and yes. eating and eating and eating it's until you're full. Very spicy, right? Yeah, I would say a lot of foods are unbalanced in the way that you can eat some before you're 
uh, before you're full and be like, I can't eat any more of this. Maybe it's too rich. Maybe it's too sweet. Maybe it's too spicy. Maybe it's too this or that. With Indonesian food and um, Indian food, I would say, and uh, sadly the Indian food uh, place is not there right now. So we're just going to keep talking about uh, the Indonesian food place. They had a good Indian place, rather, and then they closed it for refurbishments. I I, I think so. So they're not going to be there for the rest of our time here. Um, But it's balanced. Like... It's not sweet, but it has a little tiny bit of sweetness to it. It's savory, but it's not too salty. It's the, And it has a lot of rice and staples with it. Um, and the rice is actually a serve to kind of... It's a mountain of rice that they yeah. serve, and it's it's green. And, and it's also cooked really well. Yeah. Like, it's very nice and, uh, and uh, a little bit chewy uh, and not hard at all. Um, yeah. Unlike, uh, okay. But let's skip over to the momos because you were talking about those before. What's the place called that we got momos at again? Okay, so Kathmandu Momo House was the other place that we've been to a lot and they serve really great vegan momos. Why are these momos different than, I should say, let me start that again. So Kathmandu Momo House is the other place that we've been to a lot. They serve really amazing momos. So what makes these momos so good, Aaron? Well, the momos, you can decide whether they're going to be deep fried um, or just pan fried or steamed. Then you can choose what fillings you get in uh, into those momos. So they have a vegan option, they have vegetarian options, and then they have your normal pork and chicken. And also, it comes with a variety of sauces and you can get, I believe, anywhere from 12 to 20 momos in one sitting. And the most expensive offering is only 20 New Zealand dollars which is about equal to 13 US dollars. And it feeds a family. And also the dough on these momos is very thin. I've never had momo dough that thin. It's usually much thicker, you know, when we make it ourselves. It's not like pierogies. It's, yes, it's definitely a thin kind of dough. Um, we've also really enjoyed some other foods while we're here. For example, there is a coffee place that's right across the street from the uh, marketplace and it's uh, it's Japanese espresso basically. It's called Espresso Studio by Fushoken. And it is the best coffee that I've had in New Zealand by far. They serve a very, very strong espresso. You can only have one of those. If you have two, you're in big trouble because you're, you're gonna get a little snippy. I get snippy when I have too much coffee. We've also had um, some teas there and uh, they have been very good. Aiden, you and I had um, some chai while we were there. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, very yeah. nice. The chai is really nice. The chai there is yeah. quite nice, yeah. yeah. So what are some of your other favorites? We've, we did a whole tour of the city. We did, uh, you know, we had a, a Mexican lunch today. More like Chilean. Chilean, We went yes. to a place called Veg and Friends, which was right next to another vegan restaurant called Porter Shed. Now, Veg and Friends, we learned, was run by Chileans, which is really great because Chilean food we like, we had been to Argentina, and I guess that's close enough. So they had things like... Empanadas. Empanadas, yes. They have empanadas. They have... And then they also have burritos. And then they also had uh, nachos, which were very good, although I'm suffering the consequences right now. <laughs> I'm not able to think quite so clearly as it may be obvious to you. And then also they have um, burgers, and they have a variety of other things and some good desserts. And um, we went there and we talked to the owner and it's a nice little vegan place. Great place to get some vegan fast food and alike. Dad, what did you think of uh, Veg and Friends? 
Uh, I like Veg and Friends. I thought that they did some pretty creative things with uh, the food there. They were they were using um, an, uh, like instead of a cheese substitute, they were using potatoes, mm-hmm. which I've never had before. And then they were using a lot of mushrooms. I love mushrooms myself. Yeah. What did you think of the sauces? They were really good. They made their own sauces there. They put them inside a sriracha. Uh, container so we were really confused we thought I didn't know they made green sriracha but when we tried that and it was pretty decent they really liked mustard for some reason so mm-hmm. everything tasted like mustard I'm not sure if we would go back there but the place that we had dessert was really good and I think that ah. uh, I would recommend that place today we had dessert or yesterday that was today's dessert that we ah. had. now it was barefoot eateries yeah so barefoot eatery is a part of like a little collective where there are a bunch of restaurants and Barefoot Eatery has some of the most expensive vegan food in town, but it is definitely well worth it because they have some of the best desserts that money can buy. They have cheesecakes, and then they also have very delicious, it was a Snickers bar, I believe, and that has like caramel, and it's covered in, uh, it's covered in a hard it's chocolate like a dark casing. chocolate, yeah. Yes, very, very delicious. And then they also have waffles, which you can get with uh, coconut yogurt and you can get with berries and the like. Did you guys get waffles? We didn't. No, yeah, well, like we, well, got we got those last a, week. About you a week you weren't ago, with yeah. us. Yeah. Oh, okay. All of this brings me to this week's question, which we usually do earlier in the podcast, but today we, we waited a little bit. And that is, what is the best meal that you ever had while you've traveled? It can be a, a breakfast, it can be a dessert, it could be anything, you know, it could be even just a snack that you had. But tell me about the best meal that you've had while you've been on the road. All right. So, guys, wondering how this compares to some of the other food experiences that we've had in our travels. How does Christchurch stack up to, since we're talking about waffles, how does it stack up to some of the other foodie type of experiences we've had? I mean, we've, we've been to some pretty foodie destinations. Oh, waffles? No, I mean... not waffles, just overall. I was just using the, the kind of like, Metaphor yeah. is what I want to say. Metaphor. What, what, what is a waffle metaphor? Stack up? Oh, so does it stack up? I thought pancakes mm-hmm. stack. Well, you can stack <laughs> waffles too. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. Um, you know, it would be good if uh, if waffles like geometrically fit into each other as you stack. I think them. they could. The ones that they make at Disney, where they're made to look like a Mickey yeah, you could have like head, one that's imprinted in and one that's imprinted out. That would be cool. Yeah. Um, well, we've had better waffles in um, Colorado. Well, I mean, we're not talking about waffles. We're talking like overall food experience. Well, I know. But one time when we were in Colorado, we had these great Belgian waffles oh, that yeah, were just were outside really of a place that roasted. That was Fort ma- Collins. Yeah, that yeah. made their own chocolate. Yep, I remember that. Yeah. Uh, Fort Collins had really good food. Anyway, back to the topic, though. How does, I'm not going to say, st- how does it stack up? I'm going to say, how does it compare to some other places? That well, I mean, Colorado definitely was. It's, uh, Fort Collins did have good food um, in terms of like international destinations. Yeah, any destination, really. Yeah. Um, I mean, is, this, is it a food destination? I would say that New Zealand, in terms of most aspects of it as a country, are comparable to Switzerland. Like Switzerland, they import a lot of their food because they know what's the good food and they don't really have... Uh, too much amazing n- local or you know I guess native Swiss food there. They have a, I mean they have a lot of Swiss food, but um, we stayed away from it at least us because uh, we didn't like it very much. So you would compare uh, New Zealand to Switzerland yeah. in terms of 
food, the variety and the type of food. Yeah. It's more of Switzerland. And it reminds me of Switzerland in many other ways too. Yeah, because in New Zealand, we're kind of staying away from British food because we don't like British food. It was the same in Switzerland. We stayed away from Swiss food. We didn't like it. But they have a really good um, food scene from various different countries that they import. Aaron, your thoughts? Well, for me, there are really three destinations that come to mind when I think of comparing um, Christchurch's food scene to some other place. And those are Los Angeles, Greece, and uh, Cape Town. And I would say that uh, Christchurch really compares best to Los Angeles because Los Angeles, it does not have, it has a lot of multi-ethnic, multicultural food, and it has a lot of different types of food. And so you have here in Christchurch, it's not like they really care about their authentic Kiwi food. Really, you have restaurants that are Indian, that are Himalayan, that are, and, and the vegan restaurants, no one's mistaking those. Those are definitely like American style vegan, at least as far as I can see the influence of them. And so I would say those are really the uh, influences. That's the majority of the food that we're getting here. And so it's not really like they care very much. And so it's less like Greece, although I'd say the caliber of the food is similar to Greece, although I'd say the caliber of Greek food is much better on average on mean. Now, Cape Town is another place just like this. Cape Town really doesn't have its own South African food unless you uh, count Cape Malay food. But I would say that South Africa generally has better food than Christchurch. I, I mean, I had a lot of amazing food in, in Cape Town. If you can sort of overlook the crime and the variety of negative aspects about Cape Town. Now, Los Angeles is sort of a perfect fit, although I would say that I would prefer Christchurch food to Los Angeles food because really the only difference in sort of the quality between them is that in uh, Los Angeles you have a greater variety of food. You can get, for example, Ethiopian food and you can get Armenian food and things like that. Although I'd say that the caliber of food is definitely higher here and I would say also the quality of life is higher here. So in terms of a food experience and as well as a pedestrian experience, I would say that it is closest to Los Angeles, but much better than Los Angeles. Wow, that was a really analytical answer, Aaron. I'm glad you like it. Yes. I don't know if I have any... I don't think he said he liked it. I think he's, he, this was maybe a diplomatic answer too. Uh, I don't know if I could compare this to any other place that I've been to. It is a completely unique experience for me, but it reminds me of a lot of the other places that we've been to. I mean, as Aaron says, uh, there are there are aspects of maybe South Africa and certainly Los Angeles and even Basel, Switzerland, Zurich, Switzerland that uh, I can see here. But it is in the end, it is a completely unique place in terms of food. Uh, I could stay here for a while for a number of reasons. The people here are extra friendly. They're so nice. I've not met one mean person here yet. Usually you run into someone who's like really cranky. And you say, oh, yeah, you know, I mean, it's the big city. People here are cranky. But I have not run into anyone who's been mean yet. I'm sure they exist, but I haven't met them yet. Also, I haven't had a bad meal. The food here is consistently okay to great. I've had some okay meals, but I haven't had any bad meals, like truly awful, awful yeah, meals. Yeah, it's that... a, in stark contrast to Australia where every meal was a bad meal. And then 
you know, every now and again, you would be surprised and super happy when you got an okay meal. Yeah, I mean, I think that we were in St. Kilda, uh, Melbourne, then we did have a much better food experience. But in other parts of Australia, like Brisbane, for example, I mean, I can't even, we didn't have one good meal there. Was, Not to mention the price of the food is being significantly um, oh, greater really, than the food here. Yeah, it was much, much more expensive. So, yeah, I mean, I think that if, if we had a choice between visiting New Zealand and visiting Australia, I, I think it's kind of obvious where we would go. And if we could recommend a place, I mean, the South Island here is a really a great destination. It's just a nice place to go to hang out. I mean, one of the things that I think I would do is I'd come here maybe in November, December, January, whenever it's cold everywhere else, and just enjoy the nice warm weather here because... The summers here, I understand, are really nice, but even the winters are okay. You know, we're here, it is late fall, and yep, there are some days when it's rainy and cold, but today was a nice day. Today was warm outside, mm -hmm. and it was a little overcast, but people were out there in short sleeves, and it's, you know, it's getting to be almost winter. Yeah, the weather, I mean, you know, actually, the thing is, when we were traveling throughout the U.S., uh, the weather was always actually pretty um, medium. It was never extreme. Yeah, but we, um, we avoided like Michigan in January, places like that. We, you know, that, that's extreme. Well, I, I know, but it, was, it, it just was never extreme um, with the exception of South Dakota to where, you know, half the day it's too hot, the other half it's too cold, or one day it is blisteringly cold and the other day it is blisteringly hot. Yeah. Both of those can be blisteringly and uh, blistering, and I've only realized that once we were in uh, Europe. So Europe and Australia um, and the Middle East, uh, I think we've realized that they they have weather that is a lot more extreme than the United States. I mean, I would it's it's like you know going up to Alaska actually. Um, Alaska, I didn't even mention that, but Alaska does have very extreme weather as well. But New Zealand, I kind of felt brought back to the U.S. a little bit uh, where the weather was never too extreme. It was never super hot and then super cold and then really, really cold and then really, really hot within a very short period of time. So okay. I actually really like that about New Zealand. Yeah, agreed. So if you were a food tourist, Aaron. Food tourist. Yeah. You know what a food tourist is, is someone who just goes to a destination and eats their way through it. Yeah. Uh, which we have been accused of doing and uh, guilty as charged. What kind of food tourist do you think should consider coming to Christchurch? Well, I think I can only speak from my experience, uh, us as vegans. So if you're a vegan, you want to go to visit some place for its vegan food, I would go to Christchurch. Well, if you're going to Christchurch, you're definitely not going here because it's cheap, because you have to fly, you know, across the Pacific. But it does have very good priced, uh, good quality uh, vegan food, and just generally food. Um, I would also say there are certain produce things, like for example, up in the north of the South Island, there's Nelson, and they actually have a tourist attraction based on the peanut butter brand, uh, Pix, which is very interesting. So they actually do some uh, food tourism. Also, if you like wine, um, I know that you, Dad, you used to love a, uh, a Marlboro Sauvignon Blanc. 
and um, ah yes, in the, my drinking days. In your back. drinking days, yes. and you know Marlboro is just north of here. Yeah, and they make wines Marlboro? and things like that. Yeah, Marlboro. Yeah, yeah, they make a really great white wine. I mean, if yeah, I if thought Marlboro was a cigarette. Yes, company. it is. Yeah, it too, is. It's, the, it's a British name. Yeah, it, it's uh, they make very very good wine here. If you're into wine. Uh, then this is the place to go, absolutely. And uh, another thing that I don't think I've talked about on the podcast is apple scene. So I used to think that the best apples, at least in Oceania, as far as we'd seen it, was in Perth. They had the best pink lady apples, and I really loved them. Now, here they don't sell pink lady apples. So I took it upon myself to start trying some of the apples. And so I tried uh, basically most of the apple brands that existed. And I finally uh, realized what the best apples were. What are they? So the best apple brands here are going to be um, the... Oh, yes. Okay. So they're the sassy apples, which I believe are just basically pink lady apples. Then they're jazz apples, which are are, are somewhat sweeter, but they have a good amount of sourness to them. And then kanzi apples. Kanzi apples are very tart and and very sweet and they the moment that they appear in grocery stores They immediately go out everyone love loves Kanzi's although the most popular apple here Which are the New Zealand? I believe they're called the New Zealand rose or Eve apples um, Those are like your normal red apples in the United States and they're gross in my opinion so if you decide to come here and you're looking for an apple experience, definitely get the jazz apples, get the sassy apples, and get the Kanzi apples. We had a lot of comments from last week's podcast, and the question was, what's your favorite hike of all time? Ooh, hoo, hoo, hoo. wait, did, did we answer that? Yeah, we did I already them. know what your favorite hike of all time is. Oh, what is your favorite hike of all time, Aiden? It's, it's obviously Angel's Landing. It is. Oh, it is. Oh, yeah. I love that one. Oh, just because you said that, it's, no, it's not Angel's Landing anymore. Oh, it's not? <laughs> well, what is it now? It's, well, we should say who, what Angel's it, Landing it's, is. It's Angel's Landing. Yeah. Ha ha. Okay, great. Okay. Angel's Landing is in Utah. Yes. And Zion. Zion. Zion National Park. Yeah. Zion is one of my very favorite national parks of all time. Me too, man. (laughs) Yeah, man. They should have just renamed the state, uh, like uh, have another national park called Armageddon. (laughs) Armageddon. Um, And then the other is Babylon. Yes. Got a whole Jamaica theme going on, a Rastafari theme. (laughs) Um... So this week we asked, what was your favorite hike of all time? Here now to read some of our comments is Aiden Elliott. Yes, my name is Aiden. Hello, everybody. Sam says, Auckland is just a big city. Please, please take the 45-minute ferry to Waiheke Island. Waiheke. Also, Waiheke. the ferry to Coromandel. Two beautiful ferry rides to the pretty harbor and small island. Okay, we you will. You got it. You got it. You got it. You got it. Bob says, as a Lord of the Rings fan, I definitely want to visit Middle Earth. Unfortunately, every time a trip to New Zealand comes up, I tend to send one of our RNs. What is that? That's a nurse. Oh. I'm a great fan of walking around whenever I am traveling, so not sure if this counts as hiking. I think the live streams are terrific. Perhaps I am a little biased. Oh, well, hey, thanks, Bob. Thanks for tuning into the live stream. Yeah, thanks for tuning into the live stream. 
Bob, I, I had you on as a guest this week. That was so much fun. Yep. Yeah. Um, and finally, Art says, hiking anywhere in Yosemite, but especially the Vernal and Nevada Falls Trail and the hike to the top of Yosemite Falls. Yosemite is a cathedral of spirituality, and it always refreshes our bodies, minds, and souls whenever we are there. And you know what? Yosemite is one of our very, very favorite places in and the world. And it's about to go boom. Oh, yeah. It's going to destroy the entirety of the continental U.S. Like in that movie, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, there was a, there was a disaster movie. It wasn't 2012, but there was another disaster movie. It was like some B movie. I remember watching it on Netflix in like 2014. It was ridiculous. Where Yosemite blew up? No, no, yeah. Well, yeah, that was that was exactly the yes. premise. I don't know how they got that on Netflix or who funded that, but that was crazy. So it's best to see Yosemite before it goes boom. Yeah, before it goes boom, boom. Kablooey. Yeah, yeah. We had so much fun with you today doing our podcast. I'm glad you tuned in. We will be in Christchurch for one more week, and I've got something very special for you next week. So make sure that you tune in for the next podcast. Don't forget our question of the week, which is, what is your favorite meal on a trip? Tell us about it. We'd love to hear it. Leave a comment and we'll respond. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.